1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: It was probably time to say thanks for the memories with Brandon Belt. I think we can all agree on that, right? Probably time to say thank you very much.
1: If they could replace him, sure. I don't know if they have, though.
0: I don't know if they have either. So that maybe made it the right time to come on back with a one-year offer for Brandon Belt, which, you know, I'm guessing he would have signed for undermarket value. He would have signed with the Giants for less than he actually signed with Toronto. But they weren't that interested. And I understand why. I mean, 34 years old coming off a dreadful season when he hit 213. He had to shut it down with knee surgery. But Brandon Belt probably deserved to go out a little bit better than that, considering just the year before he had a career-high 29 home runs. I mean, sure, it's typical Brandon, very hot one day, followed by streaks of ice cold the next. Too many injuries, too many seen that before. I guess lingering resentment might have been the, the best way to describe the end for Brandon Belt. But for a minute there, Ray... He's a very, very important San Francisco giant. There's no denying his importance in the overall team photo. That is, he's he's one of the 35, 40 greatest players in the history of the franchise.
1: He'll be remembered more fondly in the rearview mirror than he was here for a couple of reasons. One, he played a position that almost demands that you be a great power hitter. And he wasn't a great power hitter. And two he had this gift for lousy body language. So he always looked sad. And I think that sort of just viscerally pissed some people off. He was hurt a lot, but I don't I don't think rational people were going to hold that against him. I just think that they had expectations of him that weren't fulfilled because their expectations were of a different kind of player than he was. He told you year after year what kind of player he is. I hit line drives. I'm a great fielder. Most people want guys, first baseman who hit high flies, and whether they're good fielders or not almost doesn't matter to them. So it's a matter of perception more than it is reality.
0: Somebody says or asked the question on the Xfinity mobile text line, was Brandon Belt better than JT Snow? Well, if two World Series trophies are better than none, yeah. And I think that he was, I think he's a more significant player in the history of the San Francisco Giants than JT Snow. JT Snow was an outstanding first baseman. Brandon Belt is probably a guy who could have, maybe should have, won a Golden Glove at some point in his career. He led the league in fielding percentage at first base, I believe, in 2015, but he wasn't the gold glove winner in that year, and he wasn't the gold glove winner in any year. I think that that JT Snow was more beloved, was certainly viewed as cuter <laughs> by by you know a lot of the ladies in attendance, and has a lot of romance attached to his career, and rightfully so. JT Snow is a great giant. Brandon Belt had greater impact than on more successful teams than JT Snow did, I think he's a better giant, don't you? Um, I I think the question of who
1: the better giant was is at least debatable because they were both the same kind of guy. the The difference is that you know Snow is farther farther back in Giants history, and people don't spend a lot of time thinking about a decade ago. Belt is fresher in the eye, but I would say they are roughly equivalent um they were both like i said exceptional defensive players and they were both the same kind of hitter um you sort of think of snow as you know an angel but he was only in la for like four years he spent the massive amount of his career in san francisco so brandon belt's about
0: 12 years Yeah, well, a dozen years in Giants, orange and black. That's a long time. A one time all star.
1: Snow did nine. So, you know, it's gradations of longevity. I I think they're largely the same guy, to be honest.
0: You know, I did see the comp on his baseball reference page, but it really is who he is. Imagine if Mitch Moreland only played for one team and that team won two World Series. That's Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt was Mitch Moreland, basically. Hmm. Um, He's, he's a one-time All-Star in a dozen season with the Giants. He obviously was a big defensive stalwart on a team that won with pitching and defense, and he helped win two championships. Brandon Crawford, officially the last man standing from the even year era, but boy, did he make things easier, Brandon Belt did, in the final year of the even year Bruce Bochy era when he did this, ending the longest playoff game in Major League history. Belt with a drive, hammered to deep right field, and that one is gone! Brandon Belt had been quiet tonight, held over for 6. And that is the perfect little ending for that highlight. Matt Viscursion all the way back on Fox Sports 1. That was the leadoff home run in the top of the 18th inning off Tanner Roark in Washington, D.C., which gave the Giants a 2-0 NLDS lead. It just made the whole trip to Kansas City easier because they were up 2-0 and they came back to close that out with Madison Bumgarner on the mound in game three.
1: Yeah. Um, It is interesting that when you look at uh, Belt's baseball reference page, he, the most similar player to him in his last three years was, in fact, J.T. Snow. They are, the, they are the same guy. One's just older than the other.
0: I, look, I, J.T. Snow occupies a place of romance and forgiveness for whatever faults he might have had in the mind's eye of Giants fans than Brandon Belt did. It was a matter of, like I said, resentment. I think sort of defined the real working relationship that Giants fans had with Brandon Belt for a little while there. Um, I would also say this, Ray, uh, we'll see if you agree with me on this or not. Not that you agree with me on much, but don't you think he's one of those guys who, and normally it's it's a tremendous attribute to be patient at the plate, overly patient at the plate. He was either overly patient or overly aggressive. Like the sweet spot never really materialized in the middle there for Brandon Belt. He was either hunting way too hard and too much and striking out too often. And a lot of those were looking strikeouts, it felt like. I mean, I remember more looking Ks than than swinging Ks. Maybe that's bias coming up. But Brandon Belt was like patient to a fault at the plate. Well,
1: he had the one year, 2016, where he walked 104 times, which is an extraordinary number in this era. And I think that marked him. But he also had, you know, know, the second half of his career had the the great bulk of his walks. But when he was making the biggest dent as a hitter, he had normal walk-strikeout ratios. I mean, you know, but he did have sort of in the mind's eye why are you looking at that pitch? You've got to drive that. You're the first baseman. And he wasn't that first baseman. He was just, he was a you know, a slightly more powerful version of Mark Grace. You oh, know? stop. No, 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 no. Defensively, he was every bit Grace's equal. He had a little more power than Grace. Um, there. I mean, they're they're also the same kind of player, and I'm not dissing either guy. Mark Grace led the decade of the '90s in hits. Ray, I'm talking about pitch selection. He was not a guy who just went up
0: there and slashed. I mean, he was. He had. A, he right, had I'm a talking pretty... about production after you make your said pitch selection, too. Mark Grace was one of the great, undecorated, not going to be a Hall of Famer uh, hitters of all time. But again, he's a guy who Mark Grace was a contact hitter. Brandon yeah, Bell but,
1: was not a contact hitter. No, I the difference is, and there isn't and it's much of much of one, Grace was always criticized because he too didn't hit a lot of home runs at a position that has been defined as that's a guy who needs to hit 30 a year for you. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying they're the identical guy. They, you know, but they were both line drive hitters, you know. Grace got on more often. I'm not arguing that. But neither one of them were line drive hitters. They were both superb defensive players. I mean, in very much the same way that J.T. Snow was not unlike Mark Grace. It's just that contact hitters as first basemen have long ago gone out of fashion. And in in the current baseball, they would try to figure out another position for Grace to play. Because they'd say we can't have a guy hitting thirteen home runs a year playing first base. First. Well, they
0: would have probably taken his swing and tried to uppercut it. You know, they, really, yeah. they talked about launch angle with Mark, and Mark would have said that's a real good way to uh, ruin what is one of the best professional at bats you're going to get. But, but I don't know they if, would if, try if, to do that. If and, Brandon Belt was raised in an era of launch angle. I don't think he's hitting 40 home runs in any year. We'll see what he does up in Toronto, if he can stay healthy enough to do it. But here he is. Here are his final numbers with San Francisco. 12 seasons, 1,310 games, 16th most of all time. Here is definitely a bet that you can win in a bar tonight. Is Brandon Belt a top 10 all-time extra base hitter in franchise history? The answer is yes. Yeah, because he hit a ton of doubles. Eighth all-time in extra base hits in franchise history. Tied 10th all-time in doubles in franchise history with 267. His extra base hits, he had 478. 18th all-time in plate appearances. Third all-time in strikeouts. That's why I don't put his name and Mark Grace's name together in the same sentence.
1: No, right? but you can because they were in many ways a similar player. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know both. he's he, your favorite guy, and I'm not trying to touch the third rail, but they were both contact hitters. Grace got better contact. At no
0: point in time was Brandon Belt a contact hitter, right?
1: No, he certainly was, because he wasn't a guy who drove the ball deep. And I'm not even allowing for people to say ballpark bias, because he played in a bigger ballpark than Grace did. But the truth is... They were both guys who did not hit a lot of home runs. They did not hit a lot of fly balls. Brandon Belt can be legitimately called a contact hitter because the alternative to being a contact hitter is either being not a hitter, which he
0: wasn't, or a power hitter, which he also wasn't. No, that's that's not the only two types of hitters. Brandon Belt was a line drive hitter more than he was a contact hitter. And let me just bring up mark grace's stats here to let me show you what a contact hitters career batting average looks like because brandon belt's career batting average was uh where is his two sixty one 261 mark grace 308 all right that is a cavernous difference but that's, cavernous. but, but that's take the loss the on only, this one, right the They're
1: not comparable. No, they are comparable. No, they're not. They
0: absolutely are. And
1: because Mark Grace is your favorite player ever, I get why you're passionate about it.
0: But neither of them were big drivers of the baseball. Right, but Mark and Grace that, was never viewed by an entire franchise as a massive disappointment. Mark Grace was... Mark Grace was a 300 hitter rolling out of bed, man. At a
1: time when 300 meant a lot more than it does now. I mean, you yourself just said it. They would have changed. If he was playing now, they'd have changed his swing. And and if he didn't change his swing, he probably wouldn't have played. That's how much baseball's changed in 20 years.
0: Seventh all-time in walks. Another bet you're going to make tonight, because Brandon Belt never had gaudy home run totals, 10th all-time, which is an indictment on the whole frickin' franchise that 175 home runs is the 10th most in franchise history. I mean, it's that's insane. Uh, he's 27th all-time in runs scored. 1,146 hits. That's 29th in team history. Again, how many? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Grace, two thousand four hundred forty-five hits in his career, which was sixteen years long. Well, that's 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 much more significant. Just in Chicago, uh, Mark Grace, two thousand two hundred and one hits, and he was thirteen years in Chicago. Um, You know, you got to be be two thousand ish hits at the very least to be call yourself a a contact hitter. Uh, Anyway. here is Brandon Belt's, got to give him this, 323 postseason slugging percentage. As And, and he, and he, he could have won a gold glove. He absolutely probably should have won a gold glove at some point in time in his career. Uh, where he gets over on everyone who ever criticized him, $105 million in career earnings for Brandon Belt with another, what has he got, nine plus coming his way with Toronto. He's one of the 35, 40 greatest position players in the history of the San Francisco Giants. And we should all be so lucky to be that successful no matter what we end up doing for a living. You know what I mean? He he was good. No, and I don't
1: think there's any question he was good. But people were unhappy with the way he was good. That's the difference. They all viewed him as... He's the guy who's supposed to hit the home runs that we're not getting from any other position. But he wasn't a home run hitter, and he never was. And it's not just the ballpark that depressed that number, because he didn't hit a ton of home runs on the road either. He, that, this is just who he was. And you know, people will always say, gee, what could he have been? When that's not the
0: question. It's what was he? Somebody here from the 415 says he has no crowning achievement. I just played an 18th inning home run in the postseason that ended the longest playoff game in the history of Major League Baseball. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good moment right there. Pretty good moment. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back.